1: You are listening to the Built
0: to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness, business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in the studio, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? How are we doing today? Doing good. We've got Nick on the ones and twos over here. We've got uh, some sound effects, so we're gonna play with them. <laughs> we were just having a good old time before this show. Um, so he's gonna probably layer some stuff in. But before we get into this uh, episode, which is gonna be a good one, we got a quick announcement. Our Fit Pro Growth Summit's coming up in June of next year. It sounds uh, like it's a ways out. Yes, thank you guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, FitProGrowthSummit.com. You're going to want to check out uh, the, the speaker lineups on there. We've got uh, a little bit of the, the more details in the scheduling. We actually have a pre-con from mm-hmm. Nicole HSN Nutrition. And uh, we've got a VIP upgrade this year. You could have lunch with the speakers. There's a lot of cool stuff, guys. So if you're interested, if you're listening to the show, you are a gym owner, this is for you. This is this whole event's designed for growth for Brick and
1: mortar gym owners, yeah. like, why wouldn't you come to this, right? Yeah, and like you said, if you're listening to this, I mean, it's going to be a uh, you know an in person, immersive, uh, you know, experience for growth. Like, you're going to want to be in this in that seat, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: and we love these events, and uh, you know, we we plan like basically a year in advance to get this thing going. So, uh, check it out, fitprogrowthsummit.com. The the link will be in the show notes, and uh, be excited to to meet you guys in person, which be even better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Always. It's my favorite, one of my favorite days of the year or events of the year. We have so much fun, so many great faces. Uh, I mean, you you just want to just lock in your seat. You're going to want to be there. That's for sure. Perfect. Okay. So this, uh, this episode, we're
0: going to talk about math. It's not rocket science. Uh, A lot of our decisions in this business come from the emotional brain or the emotional side of the brain, uh, unfortunately. And You know, I'm a very logical person, black and white. Does it make sense? You know, um, that's how I run my life. And that's how you run your life. And, you know, but that's not everybody from what I've understood. I mean, I mean, you look around, there's a lot of people making decisions off of emotions that aren't the best for the business. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, We have a gym owner that's in our iron circle. Doing great, great numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we shared our wins on our global call not that long ago, a couple like a week ago, right? Last week, and um, he was talking about his numbers. You know, he's in the 90s uh, per month, 90,000 a month, and he told us about how many members he had. And I was like, wait a minute, the math kind of makes it sound like your revenue per member is a lot lower than it should be, which it is because, it is. yeah. Uh, once we started digging into it, he's got a lot of old members on old rates that have been there. And he's very emotional about not wanting to rock the boat mm-hmm. and disrupt the the culture and lose people and have to face it head on. And when we started really thinking about it, especially for this episode, it, it makes total sense as to why you would just go ahead and bite the bullet, raise the rates, even if you lose people you're still going to be making more money so you have more money more revenue the higher revenue per member higher revenue per month even with losing some clients and clearing it out the old guard right Yeah. Um, and you have less people that have to manage and you're making more money and it's like not that you you want to kick anybody out and you you do want to show that hey you know you supported us from day 1 and we really appreciate you but at the end of the day look it's not, it's not good for you. It's not good for them. It's well, it is good for them for their, for their bank, bank account, account, sure. but you're not able to give them the level of service that you should, because you don't have the revenue to support all these clients. Right. And by support, I mean, having extra coaches, extra things, you know, equipment and all mm-hmm. those things that go with being
1: able to service high volumes of people. And, you know, in revenue per client, right. And that, that's where it came up. It was the average because in, to his credit, he has done the raise. He has raised his rates. Yep. He has increased <laughs> the revenue per client coming through the door. But this, this was his opportunity to look at the business as a whole and say, okay. And that's, that's where it was really apparent to you and I, when we heard those numbers, right. We compare to other, like your gym and the revenue per client and, and things like that. And that's where there's a greatest opportunity the path is math type of thing, right? Looking at the business as a whole and seeing where the opportunity is. He doesn't have to go worry about new client revenue. That's already figured out, he did it. But this is his opportunity to do the work type of thing. How do we take the clients that aren't at that level and get them to the current day rates, right? So what needs to happen to make that that change? And I know you, you guys have, have done that here at Pulse or, or now Legacy, Legacy right, yeah. with that transition. Um, and it, there just comes a time in the business where you have to make those hard decisions. Yes, does it suck that we have to let go of some people that you know can't afford our services or are unwilling to you know make that transition and pay more for that service? Sure, but this kind of sits with that whole abundance versus scarcity mindset, right? If your business is is where it is today. At the revenue, or excuse me, at the rates that you're charging somebody walking through the door, it's your obligation to charge the person who's walking through right after them the same revenue, right? Ethically, why is one person paying more and the other person paying less for the same service? And uh, and that's one of the hard things about business is, you know, we've talked about the the founders' rates, right? Locking in somebody from at day one and giving them lifetime rates at that membership. You're you're pigeonholing your business for ever based on that, you know, initial sale. And it's not the right way to do the, you know, to run a business. Things change, you know, this last couple of years with the the inflation rates and the cost of doing business. If we didn't have the ability to raise rates on our clients, you, the business owner, are taking that hit.
0: Yep. You are taking the hit. In fact, many of you are taking it right now mm-hmm. and you're not, you're not raising the rates. And listen, I I'm, I'm in the same boat, right? We've, we have clients in this gym today. Um, it's changing in January, which is only a couple of weeks out that are paying rates from years ago. And I know it and and I was afraid, right? Like, yeah, you know, there's such a great client. Hell, they even signed up on our grand opening 13 years ago. And anytime we and we have raised their rates, but not as high as we should have. Mm-hmm. So it was like this global, you know, everybody's going to get raised up twenty five dollars or whatever it was at the time coming out of COVID, and everybody did. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't really hear much about it. We lost one person, um, and everybody kind of understood there was some new protocol, cleaning stuff like it has to happen, and everybody's willing to to kind of adjust. But they they were st- they're still paying like. Thirty percent less than they should. January first, everybody's been moving up. We're about sixty-eight percent through the whole database, um, getting them on the new contracts, and so we're meeting with each person. And we've lost a lot of people too. Yeah, and and it's just like we've we've lost people. We're still
1: up revenue because we're we're calculating every. And that's exactly it. You, so you it. mentioned it was fear that kind of prevented you from making that decision how do you mitigate fear? You give yourself knowledge, right? And mm-hmm. so the, the same thing that we do when we talk with a, uh, one of our coaching clients on raising rates is we look at every member, where the revenue's coming from, what they're making per member, and then we look at the change that we're gonna make, right? How many members are paying the, you know, the higher rate versus the lower rate? How many of those lower paying clients we can afford to lose or transition into higher uh, the higher price programming? What, what is that gap? What is that percentage of clients that we can afford to lose that we, or, or replace in order to break even? Yeah. And that becomes the goal. That becomes the work, right? I don't think we've personally ever taken, have we ever taken a gym through a transition and lost? Not lost. No. I mean, there's, we've lost clients, but not revenue. Exactly. And and isn't that the objective, right? Mm -hmm. Not. I, why is it? I mean, the idea here is more revenue allows you to be able to go turn around and do more with it, right? Like you said, yeah. more better equipment, better staff, more staff, all of those things. It's the growth of business. Revenue is the growth of business, not a client count.
0: Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we sat on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before, without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, com slash BTG. That's Built to Grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's revenue. So yeah. The, the client the client numbers, client numbers are, I mean, they're they're not important they're not the driver exactly revenue deposits in the bank are that's the driver right so again you've got clients in your gym right now that are paying these old rates you have to make a decision eventually I mean might as well do it now I mean the longer you wait the harder it's going to become so it's like okay where should they be and you know is this a price raise or price correction you know are the a lot of gyms will raise rates but only for new clients Mm -hmm. it's that's a way to like incrementally increase revenue, but it's nothing like if you just do a global price correction and like anybody that was on two years ago, pricing is now moving to this. And the the question is how to finesse that in, how to communicate that in, what do you, what story do you have to tell in order to make it not go over like a lead balloon in, in the, we we talked about it with uh with our buddy Stu. He had, he came in on an Iron Circle call. He's like, listen, man, you you don't you know you look at Netflix, you look at Hulu, you look at these. You just get you just get a price raise email. There's no justification. There's no. We added these three pieces of equipment in order. We added more programming so then we can justify the price. The price goes up. And that's it. There was no explanation
1: whatsoever. Well, and think about it too. Like if your business, if you're incrementally increasing the price, right? For every new person walking through the door, that might be great for a business that's, you know, high volume team training where every three months you have a whole new client base. Boom, you did it in three months. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. But, but, same, but, but right. now, we're talking, well, now we're talking about semi-private training or these training gyms where at the same time, we're boasting that clients will stay with us for eight, nine, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. Are your clients paying you what you charged them 15 years ago? If that's the case, guys, you got to do better. Like, yeah. that's, not how the, that's not how business works. It should not work that way. And you, as a business owner, are the one that's making that decision. You need to make that change. I, I So many gym owners are handcuffed by the whim of their clients, the, the desires of their clients, and it goes back to that fear. What if? What if I lose those clients? What if I lose a few... Well, do the math, figure it out. When you when you increase the, the, the revenue across everybody to where it needs to be, you'll know exactly how many how much revenue you could afford to lose, equate that to clients, and now you have a complete understanding of what that risk is. Now you can make an intelligent decision on mm-hmm. how to have, operate. And when we do that math, let's just say, for example, we could afford
0: to lose 20 clients and break even on the new rates, let's just say if that's the number, Every single time that numbers come in way like like eight. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Like there's not even we're not even getting close to twenty. So like we'll lose seven people and you know, the the thirteen that we could have lost are paying the higher rates and globally your revenues up, you're happier, these new clients are paying a little bit higher. And everything kind of works out. Cash flow's king. Cash flow is your business. Without cash flow, you you're dead in the water, right? Like even we talk about the math of marketing and how long can you float that until you get the return on investment? And, and the longer you can float, the better you can play in the game. Yeah. But if it's only like I got to get this money back in my account immediately, you you have to make uh, unrational
1: decisions sometimes An emotional decision Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say it's an emotional decision at that point because now you're yeah, it's not a logical, math based rooted you know mm-hmm. decision. You're you're you are you're grasping at straws type of thing and. <clears throat> that's tough. And, and well now as a, as a gym owner, if you're making an, an emotional decision, that stress level is coming with it. You feel like there's risk, big risk involved. Like if we laid the whole path out there and showed you mathematically that this is what it's going to be, you don't feel that same level of stress and fear. Yeah, and you, you go in knowing like, it's okay if I lose eight people. Yeah. And so
0: you lose six and you're like, damn, we did pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if you didn't, those every single <clears throat> time you lost somebody, you'd be crushed.
1: Like, oh man, we shouldn't have done this. Yeah, and that's where, and then I'm thinking how many people start or, or have like the best of intentions to do something mm-hmm. like that. Or they, they, Hey, you know, they talk to their one close member and they're like, Hey, well, I'm thinking about doing this. And that one person has their own emotional beliefs around it. Oh, you can't do that. Oh my God. God, no, I won't. I can't pay any more. Look, they, they're not going to pay more. Now everything is based around one person's yep. emotional state. <laughs>
0: Like, I get with Zach all the time and I bust in on your chops too. Like everybody's oh, yeah. saying this. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's upset about the light fi- fixture in the lobby. I heard this. <laughs> everybody's upset. And he's like, well, I mean, great. You know, I, I really don't like it either. I go, dude, we're talking about a light fixture first off, <laughs> but we're talking about everybody. Like, <laughs> like there's a line outside your door about yeah. a light fixture. They don't like, <laughs> well, I heard it from so-and-so and so-and-so.
1: It's okay. So we're talking about two people and you. It, and it feels that way when you're in it. That's the thing. Yeah, it feels, it's yeah. an emotion, right? So like, yeah, when you get the couple, right? Or like, you know, a couple people say no in a row, you're like, damn, this doesn't work. I got to change everything. <laughs> but it is because it's a it's feeling. Ev- everybody. It's a feeling. And that's and that's a perfect example. Ben, our our keynote for the yeah. Growth Summit, my, my <laughs> coach, right? His whole thing is standards over emotions. And that's a perfect example. When yeah. you're getting hit with all of that suck, right? Like all of the negative feedback and it's minimal negative feedback, like we're talking about. But that allows our emotional state to be, you know, d- to, to be skewed, right? We're now following their emotional beliefs. If we don't go back to the standard, which means the work that we know gets the result that we're looking for. If we allow that emotion to take hold, then we do things differently, right? We make that emotional decision and we don't act in alignment with the standard mm-hmm. that we've set. That's when problems arise or that's when we we fail to do what we know Gets us where we need to be. That's the premise of this whole episode. When the math is in front of you and you make a decision, despite the evidence, you're not making the best decision for the business. You're not making it with the best information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're making it from a feeling and not a fact, yeah, you have to have all the
0: facts first. And that's that's unfortunately yeah. how a lot of, I go right to the news. Oh, God. The news, the media will report on something without having any facts based on a feeling they decide they want to have today. And nine times out of ten, it's wrong, right?
1: We see it. I mean, it couldn't be more obvious over the last few years about how the the emotional state of something could be completely contradictory to the facts and mathematical situation. Right. And yet, massive movement towards... That emotional belief. Yeah. Literally while looking at stats and going, nah, nah, screw that. So it's difficult, but I mean, at the end of the day, the math, math doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing. And math holds true when we, we've done these transitions. You know, when we talk about the math of marketing, like you're not going to fake a successful marketing campaign because you've got a great shiny ball, you know, shiny object. The math will tell you the marketplace is the ultimate decider. Those wins and losses are going to be evident in the numbers, regardless of how you feel.
0: Guys, and we have a calculator for you if you're interested in that and the, the math of marketing. It's winninggym.com slash math, I'm guessing. I believe so, yeah. winninggym.com slash math. Go go uh, go! learn the math of marketing. It's, uh, it's one of the most powerful lessons we teach in our coaching program, and it's basically turned— full-blown gyms around it's 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 help gym owners understand where their money's going and whether or not they should press the gas or turn it on or turn it off right like that's it and it's night and day you fill out the numbers it pops out the result and hey this is a winning campaign
1: let's leave it on and that's what it is like everybody in this industry we talk about it all of the time right everyone's running similar ads similar type ad campaigns, challenges, whatever you may be doing. I don't care what kind of marketing you're doing. The math of marketing holds true in every single one of them, period, bar none, because it is the foundation of acquiring a client. It is understanding what you can and should be spending to acquire that client for your business in in opposition of giving it to your, you know, allowing your competition to, to do the same. But- uh, that, i mean that is that's that is the kpi the key performance indicator that makes all of marketing a win or loss like if you or if you aren't clear on that you should not be running any marketing period perfect
0: all right well that's it for this episode <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully that helps you guys it's it's all about the facts the math it's not rocket science it's not emotional it's logic um, especially if you're sitting with these clients that are on uh, 15 20 year old plans and they're still paying you those low rates you know what The path is math. If you got to lose a couple to gain more, then that might be the decision you have to make. So hopefully that helps you um, go win the day. I'm I'm waiting for the sound effects to come in, (laughs) the applause. Hopefully that helps. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's it for this episode. Until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye.